Hello, White Noise listeners. This is J.M. Sutton. I would like to thank you for tuning in to Badminton Studios' newest podcast, Haunt Spots. We have been posting it on the White Noise feed this month of October, but it will have its own feed after this episode. So don't worry, you can follow it on iTunes, our website, as well as Lisbon. We will be starting this podcast back up December 9th. Also, we are still working on White Noise Season 3, and we are excited to bring that show to you in 2018. But until then, enjoy this live episode of Haunt Spots. Okay, so we're going to need like a really big disclaimer, because a lot of this episode is very sensitive. Yes, this is very true. The following episode contains depictions of suicide and death, and we here at Badminton Studios do not encourage suicidal actions. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, we suggest you contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. And as always, this podcast contains death, ghosts, hauntings, and other paranormal phenomenon. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to Haunt Spots, episode four. Today we will be talking about the Akigahara Forest, or as it is better known by the locals, the Suicide Forest. Wow, you really picked something a little bit gruesome for this last episode of the month. Well, it's nearing the end of the Halloween season, so I wanted to pick something special before we begin the normal schedule. And to make things even more special, we are going to do it live. Yeah, we're here at the... Yes, we're here at the Blurry Con 2017. We've been coming to promote Badminton Studios and the White Noise Podcast for a few years now. And it's really nice to be able to do something live for you guys. Yeah, we've been coming here a lot. It's good to finally actually like do something live with everyone and have like audience interact or patron interaction or con. I don't know the right word for con people, but... It's nice to interact with the people and, like, get to know um, our fellow nerds. Yes. So, Ben, um, without um, much more fumbling, can you um, tell us about Akigahara? Akigahara. Akigahara. Okay, yeah. I, be, we know I have a bad habit of pronouncing this. We're going to be playing this game the entire this. night. <laughs> Akigahara. So, where is it located? It is located at the base of Mount Fuji. Uh, located in Fujikawa Jukicho, Fujikawa Jukiko, Japan. Now, Mount Fuji is a well-known volcano, and in 864 AD, there was a massive eruption that contributed to the 12 square miles of volcanic-enriched soil that makes up most of the Akigahara forest, causing the flora and fauna, or flora and trees to become very dense and the porous lava rocks to absorb sound providing visitors with a sense of peace and solitude sounds like a good place to visit but i wouldn't think someone would want to kill themselves some themselves in that place yes but on average nearly 70 people are said to come to akugahara to commit suicide each year yeah it's not good it's not good with the record being 105 back in 2003 
Yeah. But that's a lot of suicides. Um, is there any other information that... Well, those are just the ones that they have found and recovered. The woods are said to be so thick that these bodies may be lost forever. That is really sad. I agree with our audience here. Um, but I, what other features does it have? I mean, I'm pretty sure there's other reasons why you got lost in there. Well, why others got lost in a there. A lot of the main <laughs> reason, like some of the people could get lost, you could easily get lost in this forest. Uh, the uh, magnetic iron that occurs naturally in the volcanic soil, it can mess with the cell phones, the GPS, and the compasses. In fact, those who haven't fully committed to the idea of killing themselves will actually bring tons of barricade or plastic ribbon to mark the path so they can get back out if they change their minds. How can you not be 100% committing to yourself if like, you're in the forest to kill yourself? I'm kind of confused on that notion. Like if you go there to kill yourself. Well, Japan has a more interesting relationship with suicide than we do. They have one of the most highest suicide rates in the world. So they spend a lot of time in the forest. So uh, you could even find like abandoned campsites there for people who have spent days or even weeks thinking about it. Um, in fact, the Japanese culture is even known for a ritual type of suicide called seppuku, which is where the individual slices his stomach open and all the guts fall out. Though this method is not really known to still occur. In Akugahara, the most common method for suicide is by hanging. So why do so many people go there to commit suicide? Well, in 1960, Japanese writer Siicho Matsumoto released a tragic and very popular novel called Kuro Jukai, or as it translates, The Black Forest. Now, I don't know the full story, but it basically ends with the two romantic leaves going to Akugahara to end their lives. This novel is often believed to romanticize the idea of going to the Black Forest to end one's life. That Are they doing anything to prevent this? I mean, seriously, this isn't a good thing that there's well, people committing suicide in their forest. For starters, police have recently stopped releasing the official numbers of bodies of the suicide victims found each year. They also have plenty of signs posted around the forest with messages that read things like, your life is a precious gift from your parents, and please consult with the police before you decide to die. Well, that's good that the Forest Service is taking measures to help them yes, out. Yes, they even take regular patrols around Akagahara, and they have security cameras just positioned like everywhere. With all that death, is there a lot of spiritual energy there too? Yes, and it's not just from the suicides. Legend says that in ancient times, Akigahara was also a very popular place for the act of Ubaste, which is the act in which families would take their elderly, usually the grandmother, and abandon them in the wilderness to die of starvation. What? No, 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 no. You shouldn't do that to grandma. No. Well, it, it is said that during periods of famine, and there was not much food to go around, so... No, 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 that's still awful, man. That's still awful. Well, no, no, let, let me finish. Let me fin I'll let you finish, let but still, it's <laughs> awful. <laughs> well, it is said that during periods of famine, there was not much food to go around, so some families would have to take extreme measures to ensure their survival, and for most elders, the fact that they could neither work nor care for themselves kind of made them dead weight. In this case, literally. 
it's still awful, man. Like, no, dead weight or not, it's grandma. Well, it's grandma. to be fair, it's only said to be a legend. There's really no evidence that this actual press practice existed in ancient times. Okay, but it's still awful. I okay, mean, seriously, it's still it's, awful, it's but grandma. still. We love our grandmothers. Yes, we do. Now, there are no specific hauntings in the suicide forest, but it is said to be home of Japanese spirits called the Yuri, which are usually depicted with white clothes and long dark hair and are said to torment visitors and guide the sad and lost off the path and potentially to their doom. Now, this is just a theory, and I have very basic understanding of anthropology and mytholo,gy but usually a lot of these mytho myths come out of people trying to understand what's going on. So it makes me wonder what came first, the Yuri or the um Well, at the, the same time, the suicides are a very more modern thing. This was like the idea of like having the stories like the Yuri coming in or like very would be like in like the ancient times, like when the ubaste stuff would happen yeah but it was like which like did they did people go there to commit suicide and then they made the yuri to explain why they kept committing suicide or did yes because most of the people that would come to akugar to commit suicide were not local they would come from far away to okay. go out to go off the beaten path and kill themselves which is awful just yes no now before we go on to the haunted extra there's one more creepy slash disturbing fact i want to leave you with all right what is this creepy slash disturbing fact when a dead body is found in Akigahara, it usually has to spend a day or two at the park station before it is claimed. Now, when that happens, one of the park workers is required to stay with the body because tradition believes that if you do not, the dead body will stand and begin to walk on its own. That's very interesting uh, to hear that Japan has a similar tradition to Europe. They do the same thing with their dead bodies, but not in the same way. Yes, you're talking about when the more people they would potentially bury their living a lot or living, bury the living when they're not quite dead yet. That and also there's some like early vampire myths, but that's a whole nother episode in itself. Yes. Speaking of which, let's take a quick break and then move on to our haunted extra. All right. Okay, so we have a confession to make. We did not plan on making Haunt Spots be a full-time podcast. We had only planned on making it being a Halloween special we do every October. We reconsidered this decision when we started producing the podcast itself. The research was really quick, the writing was nice, and the way we put things together was just a lot easier that it would have been silly not to make it a full-time podcast. Which we are going to do. But to do that, for the month of November, we are going to take a step back and go over a few things internally. And we will be back posting new episodes on December 9th. Yes, but it won't be weekly. Weekly is only an October thing because Halloween. <laughs> yes, we are going starting December 9th and then going on a bi-weekly basis. Yes, and then next Halloween it will be weekly again. I mean, it's only just begun, man. <laughs> yes, that's true. Guess what's also happening the weekend of December 9th? Oh, that's right. We are going to be attending PodCon this year. Not as like special guests, but we are just like going as patrons. Although I'm going to be going as a volunteer. You you still haven't gotten contacted back yet. And if you don't, hey, that's fine. But I'm excited to volunteer. Yes, we both uh, signed up to be volunteers for the podcast. And as of recording this bit right here, she is the only one that has 
gotten contacted back and confirmed to be yeah. working. I am so excited. Like, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be cool if I was asked to photograph? That'd be cool. That'd be, that probably would be cool. That would be very cool. But but we digress. We're excited for PodCon for many different reasons. They're going to have like people from Lore there. Lauren Shippen's going to be there. Uh, the girls from Spirits are going to be there. Oh, they are. Yes. Ooh. Did you not Did you not know that yet? I didn't know that yet. Yeah, they announced that. And it, and it was put together by the people that did Night Vale and Hank Green. So that was like really good. The people good. from Welcome to Night Vale, um, the people from My Brother, My Brother and Me, and mm-hmm. then Hank Green. As, mm-hmm. And with the, his Dear Hank and John thing with mm-hmm. his brother. Mm-hmm. so But yeah, we are going to be yeah. at PodCon uh, December 9th. And we are going to be po- and on that same night or same day, not necessarily night. We are going to be coming back with new episodes of Haunt Spots. Which is amazing. And also, like, I, I have to thank Lisbon. Because Lisbon, like, you can post things, like, on Lisbon in advance. And it's great. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, consider Lisbon. Like, we did soundcloud for a while and then we discovered lisbon and lisbon is like 10 times better lisbon is a lot better we're probably at some point going to be moving all of our stuff to lisbon but for now it's just gonna be haunt spots yeah until because we have of, oh it's amazing time to overhaul and do that lisbon overhaul. did not sponsor this we're, lisbon we're just... is not sponsoring this <laughs> we're but just if, if they hear this we would not, wouldn't mind the sponsorship we like we are in the market of advertising so yes. if you want to advertise on us contact us at badminton studios at gmail.com. But let's get back to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> so I actually found something interesting while researching Akigahara, and I think it would make a very good haunted extra. Now, I know it's your turn to do the haunted extra because we do the back and forth, but would mm-hmm. you mind, because it fits so well with the subject matter, that I take this haunted extra? Sure. Okay. Now, as we said earlier, Japan has a high rate of suicide. Well, to make matters wor- worse, I have found that there's an actual guidebook for this sort of thing. Okay, first you're talking about killing grandmas, and now you're talking about suicide books. Seriously, this is dark. <laughs> yes, this, is, this will go down as their darkest episode, so it's good we get it out of the way early. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so, in 1993, author Waturu Tsumuri wrote... Kanzen Jisatsu Menyaru, or as it translates, The Complete Manual of Suicide, where Tsurumi talks about the hardness of living in Japanese society. Why would someone write this? I mean, this is. I know there's the, the whole complicated relationship with the suicide, but seriously, this is wrong. This well, is wrong. Well, in the postscript of the book, the author states. To think that the worst crucial moment can escape from the pain by committing suicide. One can live for the moment easier. So by distributing this book, he wants to make this stifling society an easier place to live in. This is the aim of this book, and he never intended to encourage readers to commit suicide. That doesn't matter. People are still going to do it. Well, okay, it's, it's one of those things, as we said. All right, so was there anything else I should know about this? Or Do you want to know can what we it just says? end it? What? Do you want to know what the book says? Okay, I, I guess. Do you really want to know? I don't know if I want to know. They want to know, so I'm going to say what the book says. Prove we have an audience. <laughs> well, this 198-page book lays out the methods of suicide and analyzes each of them in detail. 
The book covers 11 methods in total, which include overdosing, hanging, self-defenstration, slashing your wrists, car collision, gas poisoning, electrocution, drowning, self-immolation, freezing, and other miscellaneous ways. Why? This is... No. Each method comes with a graph assessing the pain it causes, the effort and preparation required, the appearance of the body afterwards, how it might affect others, and of course, deadliness. Each of these methods are rated on a scale of one to five skulls, with five, of course, being the highest rating possible. And the guide even lists Akigahara as a great place to kill yourself. Oh my god, this book needs to be gone. Like, they ban these, like, they ban, like, books like The Kill a Mockingbird, but they don't ban books like this. Seriously, well, this to is To be awful. fair, the banning of Kill a Mockingbird was an American institution by the American Book Association. I know that's not the exact word terminology, but you get my point. Okay. And this is Japan. I know it's Japan, but seriously, like, uh, seriously, man. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things, as we said. As this, as this all, it shouldn't has be been. one of those things, though. We should, we should really like just move you away go over the from the American version. <laughs> Wait, there's an American version. You think I'm kidding? But we will get to that another time. No. That is all the time we have for today. <laughs> no. Why? We will be back December 9th with an all-new episode. So until then, that which wishes to follow must stay behind. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Haunt Spots. Haunt Spots is a Badminton Studios production. Haunt Spots was written by me, J.M. Sutton. And by me, Ben Jackson. And our theme song is by Michael Doe. If you have a haunted story that you would like to share with us, please email your story and account to us at badmintonstudios at gmail.com. Also, all our resources are located in the show notes. Thanks for listening.